Testing. Rogers. This is being tested. Rogers. Testies. Who's an naughty animal? Bully. Damn it, bully. If I put this, if I open this door, he'll get on one of these shelves. Mm. Oh. Shelf oh. cat. Is he a top shelf cat or one of those no, low-grade basement <laughs> shelf? He's a second shelf kind of guy. Generic. Point hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. <laughs> what is going on, people? This is Point Hammered. Yes. Yes. Smack and point hammered. Episode 150. <laughs> is that how you say this now? Or you, no. you just laying it on? Whenever my wife says the word dick, she says dick. <laughs> so I started saying every word <laughs> with that same inflection. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Some of that fucking spread dick. It. Let's spread it. Oh, I knew these idiot cats were going to want out of here before too long. It's already happening yeah. 20 seconds into the recording. They're like, Ugh, fuck these you, two kid. Assholes are talking again. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> when it was quiet, they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, they realize it's cold in here too because we don't keep the heat on. Mm-hmm. It's on a steady hold at sixty-one degrees. Sixty-one, nice. It's pretty warm actually. But I work out in here, so you want it kind of chilly. Kind of chilly. So, what the fuck you been up to, buddy? Oh, John, you know <laughs> the usual stuff. Pl- I've actually uh, been working on a lot of terrain stuff for Wapaka, the Infinity. Shit mm. once again. Yeah. So it's kind of mixed bag because I'm trying to do mass produced crap and then which you can do a lot, you know, basically doing like twenty of these walls at the same time. Yeah. So you can really chug them out and then but I'm doing like these kind of one off interesting train pieces for each table too. Sure. So then when you do those it takes forever and like doesn't turn out the way you want. <laughs> I feel like you're never gonna be done with anything. <laughs> so it's a mix between highs and lows. Mm. As I'm plugging away here. Hobby highs and hobby lows. Oh, yeah. Same, same old story, John. We've actually been uh, chugging along pretty good on my Saga Thursday videos. I think I have two and a half or three months of solid videos. Yeah, I've got more, more queued up. So plenty of Saga Thursday action <laughs> if you're a Saga fan. But between those two, that's about it. I do have a big box of models. Looming for Wapaka. Oh. to do something with. Still got to paint, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's your deadline, isn't it? Yeah, so they're either going to... I could sell them beforehand if I can find the time. Otherwise, there might just be a big box of models I throw into the raffle. <laughs> well, just, gonna be just call it good. Cast dwarfs? Yeah, cast dwarfs. Ungors? Just like random kind of <laughs> odds and ends, too. <laughs> but the more the more I look at it, the, the like kind of less... I kind of care what happens to him in the end. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of, kind of like somehow you're emotionally thing. attached at this point. Um, no, the opposite. Oh, okay, un, un, unattached. Yeah, so you know, chuck them in the like, trash and call it done. Don't really. Well, you know, there's some some value here, John. Yeah, everybody thinks their garbage is worth something. Well, <laughs> these chaos dwarves are actually worth something. Although I saw that <laughs> they released <laughs> that those old metal demonettes. Yeah. They uh, re-released those for like a limited time. You guys the, seen the that? Metal ones, wonder, the sexy ones. I wonder if they were actually metal or not. I but, think they um, were pewter. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of curious. I wonder if they might do that for Chaos Dwarves and kind of other old stuff. You better fucking kind of like devalue. You better flush it, the collection, if dude. Yeah. If uh, people were holding on to them for value, I can't imagine they're going to do it with those old Ungors, though. <laughs> Those got to be those, those molds were broke. Oh yeah, they probably got thousands of them sitting around still, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think they definitely would be valued. You know, if they re-released all that for a limited time, yeah, people would be dropping hundreds of bucks. Though I'm not sure what the price point would be. Yeah, I think those demonettes were pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, as what. As far as I recall, yeah, at least compared to how the new shit is priced, probably doesn't cost them fuck all to like reproduce something like that. <laughs> Maybe you know you. You you have to have the yeah. stat. You know they could have like Spinals. unloaded everybody okay. who like uh, still knows how to do that. Like legitimately, casting? Yeah. yeah. Like if it's all plastic and you know it's all you know, made in China or whatever, they might yeah. not have. I'm assuming it's somebody at their home office, you know, just out there run them over his lunch break or something. 
<laughs> but I think that that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Yeah. You know, kind of it's reminiscent of the bits days where you could just give whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm, yeah. I've been somehow got emotionally attached to that old bits catalog because I've thought about just chucking. It's got pages ripped. All the pages are there, but some of them are just loose and flapping around. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why the fuck do I still have this? Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of bits, though, actually. I have that big mirrors, miniatures, the big Kraken mm-hmm. dude. Sure. And I, I was putting them together because I do want to finish him. And um, I'm like, well, all the, the stuff I did, you know, I just added more tentacles. So I think I need more tentacles for this guy. So you can <laughs> actually go on the mirror site. They have everything available as bits. Yeah. And Tim was helping me figure out which bits were what. So I placed an order and got a shitload more tentacles <laughs> to add to him <laughs> yeah. for funsies. And then... um. He actually sent me some other goodies as well, which I forgot to grab it, but one of those uh, kind of goat beast man dudes he sent for you. Ah, sweet. And then um, <laughs> there was some kind of like some human dudes that would also work in Saga. Okay. Kind of had a historical looking guys. And I've given those ones to Jerry. Yeah. Because he, he actually has a few for his kind of warriors of chaos like viking themed kind of war band he sure. ha- he has a couple of them and uh, the quality on them is really cool they have some of the stuff he gave me was metal and then some of it was like this new like resin stuff which uh hold it held the detail really well uh, i think if you want to pick up some of that re- the resin stuff definitely don't be afraid sure look a little easier to work with and then um he gave me that that grim reaper type looking dudes that they have as well that are super dynamic okay they kind of look like wraiths from from fantasy mm. uh, but i got to see that person that's cool i also gave that one to jerry because he has an undead army yeah um, oh, actually, and i don't want to actually you, yeah, you can't it, have models yeah it's basically up? just bogging me down so i <laughs> don't load everything and then he also sent like a resin rock and then so he had everything labeled yeah and then on the bottom of that one it just said a fucking rock <laughs> <laughs> which i'm gonna give to you as well so oh. you'll, you'll get the fucking rock sweet um yeah the detail on those is cool like the the scale is really interesting because on it's, the rocks? A, it's almost <laughs> no the the guys the humans yeah because it it's like essentially kind of the uh equivalent of infinity scale where the humans oh, are okay. actually yeah they're pretty tiny and they're pretty like accurately scaled mm-hmm. now the the creatures and stuff you know they're just all over the plate you know sure they're not real but they're pretty cool because jerry has some in his viking war band and so like it just like you know he has these plastic marauder do you know the arnold schwarzenegger's <laughs> next and it just looks completely like funhouse bizarre the marauders <laughs> do next yeah. to him so definitely kind of interested in um, if I was going to get some more fantasy models, I'd be drawn more towards those realistic proportions. Yeah. But I think it makes all the monsters and stuff look more formidable. Yeah, formidable too. Sure. You know, the, the new Archon is massive, but, you know, the new Chaos Knights are like double the size of like a corn juggernaut. Yeah. If everything's huge, it's harder and harder to get that epic feel. Sure. In my opinion. But, yeah, I said the scale on them is really cool. And I, I think they're they're doing some good stuff. So thanks to Tim for the extra goodies. Yeah, I'll spread give him spread them around. Proper Beastman review when I get there. Yeah, he, from you. he's a he's like a badass Beastman look. He's kind of like wearing plate mail and stuff. So Sweet. he's pretty heavily armored. I mean, I've been thinking about rebasing some of the beasts, just a few shamans and characters. So for uh, Holy Wars. Oh yeah, so you stick him on around. He is that what you've been up to? Just no, I'm still prepping for Paca, working on the. Infinity stuff. So I finished painting the Atalanta sniper model. Mm-hmm. She turned out pretty awesome. And then I painted a net rod because they only take me like four or five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then that stupid Sophitex, what I've been working on, it's got like this weird bit of tech that goes around the base. Yeah. I don't know you, don't, f- you don't have to put that on there if you don't want. Yeah, but I figured it looked cool, so I painted it up. Yeah, I don't really know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I've been trying to find like a, a name little, for it, but. Like, uh,. It's like the top of like a turret on you know, a tank yeah. or something like that. It's big. Co- Coppola or it, something. It's just big, broad expanses, which yeah. is one of the things I excel at painting because <laughs> I can blend really well. So I painted up real nice, and then I started working on the Sophitect. Uh She's coming along. I've also been working on this display board, just a little, I don't know, maybe one by one foot by 10-inch 
plaque that I turn into a display board for the Infinity stuff. But it's coming along real, real cool. I'll do some step-by-steps on the blog when I get it all done. Mm-hmm. Just got it primed. It's going to be a beast of paint. Yeah, your dudes will look cool on there. Basically, it's like a ruined kind of cityscape. Yeah, match their bases perfectly. And and next step is to go through and add a bunch of gravel piles and shit like that in random places so it doesn't look so clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's been a real fun project, like trying to figure out is it my typical style taking sheets of epoxy sculpt making busted up grounds and terrain but i wanted to make it look like something so it kind of looks like a city block where a block ends and a new block starts there's grates storm drains and mm-hmm. grates and oh, i gotta add some storm drains to yeah. infinity boards. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> i was thinking about putting some lights down in there but i'm, I'm not gonna do that or nah. maybe a little bit of like you know how steam this time of year steam always comes out of those things mm, yeah so i could do a little bit of cotton looking like steam coming out of there just to spice it up a little more but i'm just gonna add gravel i'm gonna go to town with those purple flowers that i put on the bases of the models so they're gonna be purple flowers everywhere Mm-hmm. I might do a couple little just random flat chunks that are removable as well of just rubble because it doesn't make sense to have like destroyed buildings with no rubble around them. Uh. So, so, <laughs> so oh, yeah, I, I mean, it's coming you along. Can just cool. flush them out. Just glue kind of rocks around the edges of them so they're still attached. Yeah, yeah I want to keep it as to flexible you. as possible. Yeah. One of the hardest challenges here was attaching all the metal to all the epoxy scum chuck epoxy sculpt chunks so i'm making like little pieces of metal cut to try and fit there's like a sidewalk that runs across the fucking length of this board uh, yeah so i got is, little is pieces that magnetized of metal. Too? yeah <laughs> not all of them not the real broken yeah. up ones but the main ones that are still flat are so uh, it was interesting and i had some there were some challenges there that i overcame so i'll, I'll put that up on the blog when i get it done i don't want to do start like six different mm-hmm. posts on the fucking thing but it's going to take me a while to paint this thing yeah anyway, kind of so. looks like it could double for uh, like an Eldar Titan base, dude. You're like halfway done, man. <laughs> well, on a related note, I, I was over at uh, Chimera Hobby in Appleton. Mm-hmm. I picked up an Eldar Autark because <laughs> once I'm wait, done wait. with this Infinity stuff, I just want to paint something different. Uh, what's the Autark? Uh, it's like a fighter leader type fella. Infantry side or really big? A robot or? No, just it's a infantry, dude. like a, okay. in, in theory, man-sized model. But when you put them <laughs> up next to, I'm painting the Sopitect, and then I just prime the Autark. They're side by each on my table, and the Autark is like three times, four yeah. times as big. It's and crazy. Like the, it's the lith, yeah. like, graceful yeah. race of, the, of it, the, the universe. It's fucking weird how huge, like, all the GW stuff got, but... The model's really uh, yeah. cool. It's the plastic one. They're fucking expensive as shit. It was like 23 or 26 bucks for one character model. So, and that was the cheaper one. Like the one on the bike was in the 30s. Yeah. So, if I'll I, get you. <laughs> if I ever do like smaller 40K battles, this display board will be used for that too. Yeah, I think, I think you get most of it on that. Yeah. Assuming you use like a Dreadnought or <laughs> vehicles or something, something like that. Yeah. Should, should do you well. Also, a part of my post infinity stuff all i got paint is the sophitect and then one bro with a missile launcher like a marksman fella Mm -hmm. and that's all i got paint other than this display board now so i've been chugging through that pretty well and then i'm just excited to do something else i'm gonna finish up all the fucking projects i have going so i have a orctonian that's been sitting there half painted where the bore is done but the rider's base coated you're uh your lord Bretonian or a, a different one? No, just a trooper guy. Okay. I think he's a unit Oh, he's champ. half painted already? Yeah. The board, just, the board is completed, but the dude is just base coated. So, yeah, I'm also sculpting on that Orctonian lord. I had some real challenges trying to make a nice fucking lance for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw those pictures on Twitter, but the first one I tried to just sculpt it all with green stuff, and it looked it looked all right, but it was kind of shitty. Yeah, like, anything that is anything that symmetrical. Perfect, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Impossible. So then I just went and raided the fucking craft store to see what I could find. I got brass tubing. And in the necklace section, there were these cones, these little, like, perfect fucking cones. Mm-hmm. So for, like, $4, I found the ultimate and perfect item. So I've been putting that together. I'm almost done with that, bro. I just got to finish. I got to reposition his lance arm to fit underneath the shield. Mm-hmm. It's going to look really fucking sweet. And then I just got to add a bunch of yeah, random should be. Bretonian accoutrements. Super dynamic. I got, I'm also going to... flopping around. Yeah, he's got to be rebased, <laughs> too, because he's on a square base still. So, or rectangular. So I've been really fucking busy. I've been nerding every day. So mm. Email of the week? I don't know. Do we got one? Is there? We usually skip this segment because we're fucking boneheads. Yeah, we did. We got John McCarthy. He sent us a digital big hug. 
Oh, nice. Did you see this? He talks about one of the things he enjoys about the cast, which is the book reviews. And he says we should put a short list of books and the review on the website to include a link directly to Amazon for that book. I think it's actually a really good idea. So That's not a bad idea. I'm considering... Like the old notes of several years ago. Yeah. Let me just kind of have a standard, like, these are the some awesome sci-fi books. If you're looking some for something... Some top picks. Click through, pick it up. Um, and he's coming to PACA, so he's made his reservation. Excellent. And it sounded we'll like there, the woman bud. that took the reservation has said she's already put in her request to work that weekend. She doesn't... I don't know nothing about Warhammer, but you all sound like a fun bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the employees are stoked on well, this, Well, I think, yeah, a lot of the staff at the Ramada is used to work at the Ale House, and I, uh, you know, they really enjoy the Wapaka crew there, and I think they've spread their fun, fun uh, tales and such <laughs> to to the people who haven't experienced the Wapaka before. So, sure, sweet. So, thanks, John, yeah. for writing in. We appreciate yeah. that feedback. Probably the tips, I would say, are probably <laughs> <what's dry. laughs> from the, <laughs> the wealthy good, the middle good tips. Yeah, chubby men <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who like alcohol. Yeah. Speaking of Wapaka, event of the is week. that the event of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Less than six weeks until Wapaka 2017. Mm. Just sent out my hopefully that. last email now. So there will probably be one more. Yeah. Just about charity raffle. One of the things bananas. about all these events now, I get... Now that I'm signed up for three events, two at PACA and Holy Wars, I'm constantly getting an email update from the organizers. So you got to bear all this shit in mind as you're trying to do prep for these yeah, events. Yeah, I'm more of the uh, don't send a lot of emails philosophy. Yeah, I would prefer that. But, I mean, it's nice to have infos and updates, but when they're tweaking little things that you need to be aware of, mm-hmm. that makes a difference to the list. Yeah, so there are a few spots left. We're at about 140 signups. Mm. So hopefully... The new place can handle this capacity. We'll find out <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> yeah, is there Although a hot there, tub? Have we confirmed? Oh it? yeah, there's definitely a hot tub. There's a friggin' water park. Oh yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works, but because when you drive past the water slides, are like outdoors oh, for yeah. part of it. I've seen that they hang out. Well, talking to Crystal, she said it's like going year round. So I don't know if you go through it and then it's like really cold for like three seconds and then you shoot out. I'm hoping to go down that water slide with Domus arm in arm. Arm in arm. (laughs) Big spoon, little spoon down the water slide. What picture are you kind of in his lap kind of deal? (laughs) Yeah, me too. Kind of like a double-decker type thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a few spots left and the uh, reservations for the hotel. You got to call in if you want to get in. It's codename Warhammer. They're holding those rooms until I think Christmas was the deadline. And okay. then they're going to open them up because there is like a youth hockey tournament pretty much sure. every year as well coinciding in Wapaka. Mm-hmm. And the arena is adjacent to Ramada. So there's all these parents chomping at the bit to get in there. And um, one thing is the number of rooms reserved is not commensurate with the number of attendees. I yeah. don't mm-hmm. know if people are dragging their feet here or plan to pack a lot of dudes in each room here but if you haven't done so you definitely want to reserve that i mean you want to be on site for sure hopefully this cast comes out before christmas <laughs> yeah we'll have to get on yeah, there christmas motherfuckers <laughs> but yeah as the events go i know that saturday age of sigmar team tournament pod style there's still room for that i mean opened up a few few more tables there since the kings of war was a little smaller yeah kings of war still has room the ninth age on friday still has room i think malifaux still has room where's the narrative at narrative is full with uh, one on the waiting list all right that's sunday the its on saturday for infinity still has about nine spots left sweet so um so it's 15 for the weekend, 15 to get in for the day trippers. Yeah. Trying to uh, get some Mattis at a Milwaukee Infinity folks. And no one's taking it. It seems like uh, the proud tradition of Wisconsin people generally ignoring Wapaka <laughs> is, is going forward. I think at some point you encourage that by allowing slots of people outside of state. So, um, Not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> I remember the big slot issues of years yeah. past but it didn't really play play into it sure people always imagine all these <laughs> behind the scenes machinations Rogers that would take way more way on. more effort than 
any sort of benefit. Yeah. But, yeah, well, back of the, there was always, there's the lacrosse guys. You know, so that's five, seven people. And then, you know, Conzi and then a couple of dudes from Milwaukee. So, like, historically, if you discount us, like, there's less than 10 out of the 100. We're from <laughs> Wisconsin. Everybody else is from Minnesota, Illinois, or from elsewhere. Michigan. Mi- Michigan. Minnes- <laughs> Michigan. Minnesota. Minnesota. Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Bunch uh, of DX. So, yeah, hopefully encourage some of the local local flavor to show up. But Wapaka, it's coming, man. Getting it's coming ready. quick, too. Yeah, I'm starting to. I signed up for a uh, early February, like the 1st through the, I don't know, 12th, 13th, maybe 14th, uh, trip to hawaii <laughs> oh nice so we were scouring about same time i have a trip to texas yeah. it's involuntary i have to go why is that well we're gonna take the kid yeah so who's down there family or something all of kelly's uh parents and family and stuff oh i didn't know that so it's kind of it's like half a vacation and half just like just putting in your Family in law, family time, <laughs> just like waiting around. You gonna get called into a move down to Texas eventually? Here, I don't think so. But <laughs> so we're bringing the little dude, and so there's all the additional <laughs> hassles of travel. You driving? No, flying. <laughs> okay. I told Kelly I would flat up rather just stay home for that entire week with the baby by myself. <laughs> that would be more fun than this vacation the baby's fucking passed out on benadryl and <laughs> rogers is beating off the whole time <laughs> <laughs> this no, is great man. i'd have him i'd have him in the uh the harness <laughs> strapped to my chest just turn the harness i'm backwards. a responsible adult john turn the harness backwards so he's on your back while you're beating it <laughs> <laughs> just forget about him every once in a while just yeah. lean back on the couch <laughs> oh shit <laughs> we were scouring for places we could go since we're trying to get Prego here mm-hmm. and with zero risk of Zika. Ah, uh, yeah. So Hawaii is pretty much it. So well, I'd prefer to go somewhere a little closer, but mm-hmm. it is where you Which island this time? We're going to do the big island. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, you got to hook up with James Stagg. He'll take you up. Yeah. Up that's top. part of the reason I brought this up. So Okay. So he, look up. <laughs> I'm friends with him on Facebook, so you can, if you are not, probably... Yeah, I don't know if down, I am or not. Track me down this way, but I ain't been on Facebook in months. Yeah, he knows all the, the fucking hot spots. All right. And, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be on that shit. It's a fucking good personalized tour. <laughs> if it gives you the same treatment, you won't be won't be disappointed. <laughs> all right. It's fucking cool. Looking forward to this shit, though. Mm-hmm. Back. Yeah. Goddamn cat. It's like <laughs> it's scared sneaking up behind you. It's like, like someone tapped me in the arm. Gripping your elbow. Like someone's going to lead you out or something. All right. So... Let's talk about books, man. Yeah. So I finished The Fall of Hyperion. Oh, so that's the second one? That's the second one. Oh, wow, yeah. For the Enemy and Stuff Star. So I finished that, and it was fucking awesome. It was really fucking good. That guy's got some real unique ideas. and Yeah. The whole it's fucking solid. It's probably one of my favorite two books. I like that it's just two books, too. Yeah. Although could be done Maybe there. technically it's four. But, yeah, uh, but the Enemy and Stuff is completely fucking different, right? Like... Um, where they're trying no, to... there's a lot of throwbacks, and you kind of find out what happened to some of those characters later. So it kind of yeah. like it's kind of like bittersweet. Are you are you pretty far along? I'm in, about in done with with Enmian. There's maybe 50 pages left. So no. yeah, it's definitely a different different it's kind a different of tone. Feel, like it's but... almost I don't want to say boring because it's not boring, but there's not as much going on as what's going well, on. In the, in yeah, the it is stuff. Kind of like <laughs> they're, they're just traveling, floating on a raft to... through the river Tethys, planet mm-hmm. to planet, which it's. It sounds kind of lame, but it is really cool. They just explore a lot of planets and people. Meanwhile, they're being hunted by via space travel. So it's yeah, really the space knights, the packs, dude. Yeah, I really didn't like the. So you can definitely see the infinity. Yeah, influence or totally infinity drawing from those that book series. Ah, uh, yeah, um, absolutely for sure. Because after after reading those, I kind of liked all the. Pan-Oceana night models a lot more. <laughs> well, I haven't got to that point where the knights theme. come. They just kind of introduced the well, like the special. There's like the guys. father knight, the dude. father captains. Yeah, um, that's like hunting her down. That main guy. Yeah, but he seems like a normal human. Except yeah, that but he's, he's like a, he's in the military him. order. You know, yeah, of, like all the the military dudes are like religious knights and stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and there's a lot of really cool ideas there. So I, I recommend it. I'll. I'll 
talk about it a little more when I finish it. But the fall of Hyperion ended really awesome. Like the main enemy was kept a secret until almost the very end of the book. And yeah, you kind of wish with that one. Well, maybe I guess that one would have been a trilogy because the way that it ends, like if there had been more, you know, the world that they lived in, and you got more of their life, and like yeah. you would see how much a big deal that ending is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how everything kind of reverts until the Pax comes along. Yeah. For centuries, too. Like, um, but I don't, don't want to give too much away, even nah. though the book's 20 or 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's definitely point. good. But So, yeah, I did also pick up an Age of Sigmar book I want to talk about brief. Eh, I want to do a review here. So I'm going to review the Age of Sigmar Grand Alliance Destruction oh, book here. It's actually like one of the army books or... Yeah, it's more of a rules book. So uh, I picked it up hoping there'd be a lot of fluff in here, too, Mm -hmm. just just because I enjoy that. But I think the fluff in here is very fucking minimal. It's mostly just War Scrolls. And Mm -hmm. if you're picking it up for the War Scrolls, then then you're getting what you want. But if you're looking for some fluff, it's just not there. (laughs) Like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing in there in that regard. The pictures of the models are really awesome, too, though. And then the only... So... uh, only buy this if you want the War Scrolls, right? <laughs> like, don't pick it up if you're looking it's for the fluff. Line. <laughs> and if you want to look at the pictures of models, all right. I mean, the, there's a lot of good artwork and detail on the orcs and the ogors and that kind of shit. So, But one thing I did want to talk about here mm-hmm. is someone who doesn't know a lot about Age of Sigmar at this point, and I'm like just working through this trying to figure out what my army list options are. And it would be nice to see a sample of one. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, there's a section in this book... At the beginning, talking about how to use this book. And they make this statement, and I quote, (laughs) about what's in the book. You will also find a number of sample armies that show you how the various factions of these bestial armies might form up for war, such as the wild and reckless split tooth boys or the gluttonous golden horde of the gut lord, (laughs) which seems to imply, right, like how they might form up that you'd get a sample army list or some fucking detail on what this army would look like. So cut to page fucking 79 mm-hmm. where it talks about the golden horde of the gut lord. You literally get a one big paragraph description and that's it. Like, <laughs> this is what that was about. How the fuck does this tell me how they fucking form up? It just talks a little bit of fluff about the golden horde of the fucking gut lord. So I was all stoked because I was like, oh, sweet. There'll be a sample Olgor list. I can get some fucking yeah. idea where to start and how this fucking thing should look and, and what it all means. But no. Yeah, so you haven't been plugged in with no. all the books and releases and stuff. And right. Uh, I, I really haven't been either. Well, Doma's been getting me going on online, and there's once I get a little more fluent with it, which will be after, eh, should be next week or the week after, I actually get to make it my list because now that I got the Infinity stuff down with some instant messaging and sentry to Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers here, um, I'm going to make a proper list and all that. But So there's some websites that help you out, and there's some phone apps that you you really just do it all through those things now for Age of Sigmar. Um, and it's real easy, point, click, pick from a list, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But I was really fucking disappointed in this book for this list. Like, it gives <laughs> us all the War Scrolls. It talks a little bit about, like, one little page of fluff about each army or whatever. But for the most part, it's, it's just fucking game rules and... I like the pictures of the models. It's funny how some of these, like, it's the, the same old, old Goblin Wolf Riders Gabos. from a hundred years ago. Some of the models just haven't evolved at all, but they're still taking new pictures, and they rebased them all. So, um, so I don't know. The book, the book's good for War Scrolls, but it's not good for anything else. It doesn't tell you how to use it. So if you don't already have that understanding, you're not going to find it here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what I got if to you say. you want the rules, pick it up. I was, I was pretty miffed at it, and I, like, picked it up. I spent like an hour going through the whole thing and I was like, well, I, had, I didn't get much out of that other than like the rules, which I'm not going to use. I was looking for something to read. So, And then I did break down in order of the forces of destruction <laughs> book two of the Glando- Grand Alliance <laughs> chaos, whatever the fuck, the, whatever the other one is for chaos. So, which was, it's like three times that thick and mm-hmm. it's more expensive, which is fine, but we'll see what that entails. Hopefully there's a couple sample army yeah. lists. I literally have no idea. Yeah, I know. That's where I'm at. I'm like, how the fuck do I even make a list here? I made a list on that website, and then it, it tells you, like, you need more battle line troops. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean where, I got, and that's it probably, like come, comes from the, probably comes from the gen- General's yeah, Compendium. That's, which that's the one that you need. Do you have General's that one? Handbook. Yeah, I do. I, I bought that, too. So I got to read through that again, because I read it once. It was months ago. And mm-hmm. if you don't use it, there it goes. And then... But I'll get there. And, like, Domus has been really helpful. And uh, Chippy Rick, too. Chippy. Yeah. He's an Age of Sigmar animal. <laughs> <God>. So, 
Anyway, what do you got for a book or audio book, man? Yeah, I've been reading. Uh, it's actually uh, a two-book series, kind of similar to Hyperion. Okay. But it, the first one's called Flesh and Spirit, and then the second one is called Breath and Bone, and they're written by Carol Berg. And it's this series, I guess, is called The Lighthouse Duet. And um, this, I started the first book like a year or two ago. Yeah. But then the main character's name was Valen, and I had just read two books previously where the main character's name was Valen. So <laughs> From like, Viking mythology? Um, no, these were fantasy books. And I'm I think like, that's where that name comes from. Oh, uh, Yeah. There's been a Valen resurgence. I'm sure there's kids being born today named Valen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, how many fucking people are going to be named Valen in the world? In some, in some so, of the stories, that was like one of the last surviving humans that lives in the uh, world tree through Ragnarok. So then when humans come about again. Anyway. Yeah, so I set it aside, and then I picked it back up. And uh, it's really good. I like Carol Berg as an author. She wrote the Transformation trilogy, which is like the ultimate bromance novels yeah. <laughs> and she's if you look at her books she's really well known for having like the fucking worst cover art <laughs> like stuff that like a middle school <laughs> girls would draw for like some kind of like fan art or something you know their <laughs> okay. favorite characters and like show or something yeah that's what they look like it's fucking weird <laughs> is, but, it, uh, is her last name berg or bird berg b-e-r-g gotcha but um she's good as a writer because you know there's a lot of fighting and stuff goes on in her books but like that's never like the main kind of thing that's going on that the main character is always pretty nuanced and they're sure. not like amazing fighters but they have certain abilities and stuff so valen is uh kind of like a rogue wizard in this series all okay. the wizards are kind of basically forced into like servitude for like the royal uh, aristocrats and stuff like that Sure. Uh, so he you know, kind of rebelled against that. He's, he's on the lamb, and then there's a big civil war going on. He gets embroiled and everything, and um, a lot of cool magic-y stuff going on. The magic system is pretty cool, and uh, it's one of those books, too, where some of the characters aren't quite what they seem, so when you're done, you're just like, oh, I just want to need to go back and reread everything now to pick up all the clues that I missed out on the first time. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's definitely a good series. It's just two books, too, although she has uh, another duet that takes place in this world later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like them. They're not too long. They're kind of different than usual fantasy where you're just killing lots of dudes all the time. Basically, in <laughs> sure. her books, the characters just get beat up all the time, and they're fucking miserable mm. and enslaved and trapped. <laughs> Great. And, like, they just barely make it through. So it is, it's like that, basically the opposite of the Uhtred books where <laughs> everything works schmuck. perfectly and he kicks the shit out of everyone all the time and all his plans work perfectly. It's like the opposite of that. Okay. So it can be a little depressing, but it's just like real life, dude. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, what I've been reading. All right. You have an obsession, dude? Yeah. So I've fallen back into the goddamn song of ice and fire here. Oh boy. So I started cause I ran out of audiobooks. So I started with book one, and I'm on book two now. And this has been—it's—it's it's weird how you can get into something a second time. And you were just talking about how you missed a ton of clues and little tidbits. Yeah, there's definitely listening through lots this, of clues. There's in that first with the dream so, sequences and stuff. Yeah, not even just that, but just like little offhanded things people say that is foreshadowing to what's going to yeah. go down. It's funny when you know the because you forget all these tiny little details. But you remember the, the overall story arc. So it's, it's actually been super enjoyable just to sit and listen through yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, there's like so much that actually happens. Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah, I guess Tyrion went up to the wall and then he was like, when you start talking about it, yeah, you remember it. Oh, yeah, he's hanging out with like the, the Moon Clan, the Mountain, man, the yeah. mountain guys, and like, yeah, there's like, they're causing trouble in King's Land, like all these like weird little. Yeah, he gets sent back. He gets sent back to be the hand of the king. Like I forgot all about that. <laughs> and you know somehow he ends up like overseas with Daenerys somehow, <laughs> or like where Daenerys is. But yeah. you like how the fuck did that come to pass? I don't. I blame it on Cersei, but I don't really remember that. Mm-hmm. But so it's really cool and interesting to go through all that again. I've been very fucking much enjoying it. Yeah, it's quite a challenge you set for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you, if you get through all five, that's like 196 hours of audio. I'm hoping, is, Jesus, <laughs> I'm hoping that by the time I get through it, the next book's out. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, 
I really don't know what the latest details are on that. You know, I know there's a big push to try to get it out before the last season, which was like April last year. Yeah, I've, and he kind of crapped out because you know, he just couldn't couldn't do it. I've followed up on that. I follow up on it yeah. probably once a month online. What's, so what's the the latest? The latest. The latest is. He'll get to it when he gets to it. It's essentially yeah. his response. I, but he says it's a ton of work. He's got a lot of it written. He just has to compile it in the right order is the issue. Yeah. The issue is those by the end those books are so bloated. Yeah. Like he doesn't really rein it in until the second half of Dance yeah. of Dragons. <laughs> it, it, it's really obvious when you're watching the show, yeah. like how much more streamlined everything could have been. <laughs> yeah. I kinda prefer the show in some aspects. But I, I, I do like the detail it, of the so. book. I, I appreciate both of them, but um, yeah, just so much stuff. It's also, <laughs> like the crazy how the there. dichotomy is going on. You got like this crazy shit happening in the north. It's clearly bad for the realm, but everybody just ignores it because yeah. they don't believe it. It's been too long, and they got their own little political bullshit to play. Yeah. So it's 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 an it's pretty typical of people, I think. So oh yeah. What have you been obsessing been, over, uh, dude? Other than watching, internet porn, you got a Hulu subscription, yeah, which I think I mentioned last time. So we've been watching Broad City on there. You ever watched that show? I have watched that. What's it's fucking funny? Well, I don't remember what it was about. Two chicks. They're kind of. Oh yeah, like the. It makes it seem like they're the, stoners, yeah. but they're not really. Yeah, they're grunge? Some, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, I think that's how. I've watched the, the first season. They kind of set it up. Yeah, like that's kind of the shtick, but it's not really. And uh, that show's fucking funny. One thing. <laughs> So we were watching Girls, yeah. which is pretty funny. And then I think that one kind of stops being super funny <laughs> after the, the first or second season. It's still it's still a good show, but it's yeah. not like laughing out loud. It's just like almost like an episode of Louie or something. Sure. With Lena Dunham, where it's just like weird stuff kind of happening to her and her friends. She's naked Which, which is enter- entertaining, yeah. <laughs> Setting uh, beauty standards. <laughs> Realistic, realistic beauty standards, <laughs> female is, body standards. Fine, yeah, which Wisconsin realistic, I guess. <laughs> uh, but Broad City, like I think they're on season three. Like it's still like super funny, sure, laughing out loud. So that show's quite hilarious. All right, I've been hooked on that. Huh? We got a music pick, dog. We do rock sap. <sighs> so I'm gonna play my two favorite, two of my favorite Christmas songs this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this have you played them before? Is this like an annual? I probably the played these before, but people haven't heard them in a long time. Okay. One of these was worked into one of the last few Point Radio casts, but oh well. This tune is by the Antiheroes, and it's called Hail Santa. Twas <laughs> <laughs> the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the mantle with care, and in came poor Silet in his dirty underwear. And he said, Hey, kids, sing out to Santa! Santa's like Bob Swartz all the war. 
Santa, the great fucking tune. I like the part about getting an elf to suck his dick. <laughs> his dick. His dick. <laughs> that shit's great. Oh. What do you got for Point Hammered History, brada? All right, we're going back. Way, Way back. back. This is ancient history. So I've been working on the Infinity Campaign stuff, and it got me thinking about all the campaigns I've run over the years. Mm. And I don't think I've ever talked about the really first one that I ran <laughs> with my friends Bobby and Darren, and we had to be in middle school, judging by (laughs) my memories of the house, because we always played on a pool table, and um, I had some sort of campaign going. I know it was in Athel Lauren, because Bobby Uh had wood elves, and I had dark elves. In the final scenario, I built this shitty little building on a cardboard, (laughs) like 12 or whatever, (laughs) and then, um, but I did glue all this cardboard together, and I made like this four foot wide uh, basically like a lava flow, so like a volcano was going off. <laughs> and then um, it started on one side of the board, and then we fought the battle, and then it would move like 2D6 inches each turn. So it was kind of like this basically four-foot strip, kind of making the table smaller and smaller. Yeah, That's a cool idea. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and uh, if you touched it, you just like died. <laughs> so you had to get out of the way. Funny how here you are 20 years later still making yeah, little basically, buildings. Basically doing the, doing same, the same thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thinking about it, when I was kids, I liked to work on models and just come up with rules. Yeah. And games and stuff like that. Well. <laughs> Something it's good never to know changed. that I'm still basically doing what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I don't go ahead. I don't I remember that you. the <laughs> armies that we had were like. We couldn't really afford much. <laughs> like, I remember I had, so my army was two units of 10 Dark Elf Warriors, like those mm-hmm. plastic ones that you get yeah. in a box, which was twelve fifty back then, but <laughs> seems pretty reasonable, but uh, yeah. it was quite pricey <laughs> to, a, to a young lad. <laughs> and uh, run uh, 10 wide, of course, <laughs> to maximize attacks. And then I had a unit at three Cold One Knights, because that's all I could afford, and then I... <laughs> Dark Elf General, who uh, I did have the Warhammer Magic Kit. Mm. So he was fully kit out. He had the Death Sword and the Black Amulet, <laughs> which the Death Sword makes you strength 10. All your attacks. <laughs> nice. And uh, that's about it. Bobby, he had basically two units of 10 archers and then like a unit of Glade, almost like. Human archers or. No, nah, he, was, he was Wood Elves. Okay. And then I can't for the life of me remember what Darren had. Mm. I just remember Bob, Bobby's Wood Elves because he, I don't know, I think I might have painted them for him for like. <laughs> You're so desperate. For yeah, I definitely with. didn't have any money yeah. to buy stuff. <laughs> My favorite thing to do back then was to go over there and then help them with their chores. <laughs> and then their dad would see how lazy they were and you see how hard I was working. And then he would give me their chore money. <laughs> nice. And they would like beg me for it to try to get it back. <laughs> Idiots. But <laughs> speaking of Athel Lauren, I saw yeah. that the Warhammer Online Wood Elf DLC was released. Oh yeah, I've heard for I think Steve Z was telling me about that. Yeah. He's uh, uh he's got Total War. I was tempted, but oh yeah, I, yeah, I said I Warhammer they, Online. I, I meant Total play. War. Uh yeah, there's the reviews are really fucking hit or miss. I read a bunch of the reviews on the Steam site. So. I'm sure it's tough because they want to give it like a unique play style. Yeah, but there's like the core. Like mechanics, mechanics of, of the, the game. Well, it sounds the like game, which may or may not be well suited. They're they're, they're fluff wise. They're renowned for their archery, but in the game, their archers are no better than anybody else. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh. yeah. Plus, any kind of those avoidance armies are kind of hard to play. Yeah, in that game because oh, you just yeah. have to be constantly clicking around. You have to like keep. It's usually the like to, auto. Yeah, yeah if, if you play with 
John was always an Iron Man, never never paused. <laughs> well, doors, Otherwise, man. the battles take like twice as long. I know. It's true. If you doors pause, are easy. You just, set, like, set up a good battle line. Move back. Hit the back <laughs> arrow as soon as you unpause it so they back all the way up into the corner. Start fucking pounding with crossbows and war machines, dude. And then when they get close, which a lot of their shit just runs away before they get there. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's just like 6th edition dwarves, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th edition dwarves. Mm-hmm. So, except you can't start in the table corner. You got to back up first. But mm-hmm. the table's so fucking huge, no one can get to you in time. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, maybe after a pack, uh, maybe I'll pick that up. <laughs> it's it's worth it for sure. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't speak to the Wood Elves, but the Beastmen are fun and challenging. Yeah, yeah. the non kind of traditional Total War elements sound really fun yeah. to me. The, the beastmen are hard are though because you got yeah. shit running everywhere and they're low leadership and so I like I said when I got to a point where I had to start fighting dwarves that's when my whole beastman <laughs> campaign <laughs> fell apart so I just gave up on it but I, plus Civilization Six came out at that time mm. so, and I'm still I got hundreds of hours clocked on that at this point mm-hmm. so you got a podcast I don't have a month? podcast but I do have what do you listen to at work check this out. So Century opened up YouTube for us. Oh yeah, yeah. So I listen to music on there. Sometimes. I started just listening to weird little pseudoscience documentaries and shit like that on YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, I really try not to click on those <laughs> because I do like watching actual science ones. Yeah, but then there's fun like paranormal. Well, I got two of them. Baloney science channels, and then you just get they just keep getting suggested to you. So then, like, yeah, then they you, fill up your suggestions. Yeah, and you're like. Well, I fell into it, okay. hook, line, and sinker, yeah. and I have two of them. One's a little better than the other, but I'm going to recommend these. Okay. And it's what? really... F- okay, so they're both about the flat earth theory. <laughs> so these are two documentaries about why the earth is really flat, and this earth being a globe is a conspiracy. And they're pretty... One of them's... Well, they're both well presented, at least at first, and they kind of use some of the same theories and ideas, but... So one of them's called Flat Earth... A proof of a flat earth and this one starts out really good and then there's this like 45 minute long segment of this black man who's reviewing like government documents <laughs> and this dude is awesome like he, he's convinced it's a conspiracy and he's dropping like f-bombs and cursing a lot oh my god that part was i was like i was listening to it just today i was like oh god i fucking love this guy he's hilarious and then the last part of that one goes into a bunch of Bible crap and why why the Bible says that the earth is flat. And that part's... So if, when you get to the Bible stuff, you can just stop. Even like the part where that guy's just reviewing documents, you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to uh-huh. it because it's fucking hilarious. And then the other one is called Flat Earth Under the Dome. And this one's, this one's really good. It's weird because these are both really well-presented documentaries put a lot and they effort. interview people that look intelligent and scientific <laughs> and seem like well-spoken, some of them. What they're talking about, like fucking the Earth being flat, dude. Like, there's a if you start googling around, like, there's a lot of people that believe this. Like, that's this big conspiracy, and yeah. just I don't know. Like, it always it all hinges on just a few really simple things that they always harp on. But I don't know. It's it's worth it just for like the weird entertainment factor. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think I would fall for it. <laughs> you know, like half of our dads are like completely hooked on that and like <laughs> yeah. believe it's real it's really strange like yeah once you see that like you, it like you said the links that you start getting it into yeah like, it just like oh you like that one how about this one how like there's uh look up the hollow earth theory if, if you like the flat earth theory <laughs> check out the hollow earth theory and, i'm sure there's a, a real battle between the hollow yeah. earthers and the flat earth there's, there's the inner ocean theory how there's an ocean inside uh, the yeah. earth and that's a part of the hollow earth theory and it's weird because seemingly intelligent people and like these people in in these documentaries i was talking about the flat earth ones they're fucking pissed off at the government about this whole thing but like in the end who who fucking cares like why would they go through all this trouble to convince us that the earth is flat it makes no fucking difference right and like it seemed like the the black man was like harping on the fact that NASA spends trillions of dollars and all this, and where's that money really going? And all so that seemed like his main complaint with the uh, government in that regard. But like, the reality is, who gives a fuck? Like, okay, the Earth's flat. Like, I I think they I don't know. I don't see why that it would be kept a big secret from us. Like no. once it was discovered, so it's it's really strange. But it's worth watching just to hear because 
Yeah. It, it turns See, out. Maybe you want to like get like a separate account or something. <laughs> just so. Because I just do don't watch log a lot in. of YouTube stuff. Yeah. yeah if you just don't in. log in, then it loses it. It's because I found out I could log in just yesterday at Century. But I want those things to show up because it yeah. keeps me with something to listen to at work. But turns out you can present virtually any topic. And if you do it in a specific way, like you can make it sound believable. Like, yeah. People are so absurd. It's really interesting. And I don't think like any science fiction authors like envision this future that we're going to be in where basically anybody can make anything look a crackpot theory possible yeah. Yeah. yeah and like everything's politicized and yeah it's true you can just dispute everything and just be like nah well, you're just like it gets like, to i mean related to that just about how people are there was this article on twitter that i clicked through and read and it was about how this reporter figured out that he could create a crime wave the belief that there was a crime wave going on just by talking about all the crimes that happened oh yeah yeah and when he stopped talking about them people would believe the crime wave was over and like the article kind of twisted it around to point out how this whole like the cops are now killing more people or more specific people than they ever have before but really it's just a perception created by the media and everybody fucking feeds into it yeah and it, like, and creates the actual this numbers are stir. like going down for the, yeah. mo- for the most part so like the the whole thing what it comes down to is that if you like fall for this kind of shit, like you're being manipulated by the media, <laughs> like uh-huh. you're getting emotional and up in arms about something that they're presenting to you when it's fucking, I mean, I'm sure these things are happening, but it's fucking bullshit. Anyways, we're getting a little too political yeah. here. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed off. <laughs> so either way, don't believe everything you fucking see or hear on TV or yeah. the internet, but either way it's, and it's fun it's to act, poke you start out this. dumb. Like yeah. there's no, hope for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> turns out like, you can't fix stupid. Uh, <laughs> What do you got? Raj's useful (laughs) hobby product. I've been using the shit out of my airbrush lately. Okay. So if you build a lot of terrain Mm. or are still involved in a mass battle army, you need to get airbrush. Yeah. You're kind of dumb if you don't get one. Okay. In my opinion. As far as like skirmish scale stuff like that, I I think the arguments for and against, I, I don't think you're getting much use out of it you know there's a steep learning curve and if you're not doing like 30 shields at a time or something sure maybe you're not getting but what i've been doing actually is when i first got it i was a little hesitant to use it you know because i was fully cleaning it every time and i was worried i was going to get jammed up all the time and stuff like that so what i've been doing is kind of like purposefully like leaving it dirtier and dirtier just to see <laughs> kind of like stress testing it just yeah. to see like how where the threshold is <laughs> yeah how much effort i really need to put into cleaning it and um for the most part it's been working pretty good it, um you know my methods it, I, i've been getting it so it's pretty quick to clean up and you kind of you got to use it and then just do a few basic things and kind of set it aside sure and you know it did gum up once but i was able to work through that that's another thing i wanted to see like well what you know what's like the worst case scenario sure you, you just take it take it apart and okay um clean it from scratch but um, so that's been working pretty good because with the the little guy, Dane, running around, you can never really plan on – I mean, you can set time aside, but like <laughs> it might just end at like any moment. <laughs> and then it usually doesn't start when you think it should start. You know, so getting time has been challenging, and there's one thing you can do with uh, your motivation where you, know, if you, you can really screw yourself over by saying, well, I don't have – a full two hours here, so why even bother? <laughs> why do anything? Starting, so I've really been trying to work through that. So I've been doing like like little five and ten minute airbrush ses- sessions, sure, and I've been having a lot of success with that. Okay, just doing quick little things. I'm gonna give so you, you do, this you don't uh, display need, board to take home. So you yeah, can so that would be like perfect something to do. Like if you're painting that by, well, you'd start with you know just a couple spray can rattlers, and then you can go in and do some nice shadows and highlights. Um, yeah, but really. With terrain, you don't really overdo it that much. Basically, I'm kind of using the Angel Geraldes yeah. method, <laughs> which is, well, I use rattle can paints for, for most of my stuff, and then I'll use the airbrush to add a little more depth just on the, the darker side, because I want, the stuff I'm working right now is kind of garbagey slum terrain. Sure. So I want everything to be kind of darker and kind of almost have it be like nighttime okay. kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then... So I'll just add some depth with the airbrush. And sometimes when you're using Mod Podge and like different matte mediums and stuff, you can have pools 
at the bottom of it. So you kind of have to paint paint over those. So the airbrush is really good for that. And then I'll just highlight the edges. I mean, it looks looks pretty damn good. So the, yeah, definitely if you're, if you're on a fence with the airbrush, if you're one of those people, go for it. Do yeah. it. I've been considering. Do you? What do you spray into? Do you have like a box for spraying into? Do you have a? Do you just no, I just do it. Let it drizzle down. Yeah, there's. I mean, there is overspray and overspray, but it's it's so fine. Yeah, like talking with some other guys. You know, eventually, you know, your little hobby desk or something might have like a, just a, like a little layer, a haze of <laughs> a haze of paint over it. Uh, you definitely need to wear a mask, uh. which I a lot of people don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, when you have a blowout, you can get like a little jar, so you can kind of just blow out into that little jar. Sure. But when you're when you're painting, usually there really isn't much of an overspread. You just get okay. mostly gets on your hands. Sure. Okay. More, more than anything. That has been my concern because my setup's in the living room, and I had, that's why I haven't even gotten. Oh into yeah, this. you could definitely do it. I yeah. would probably just make sure you kind of like dust or clean regular, you know, once a week or something. You know, sure. If you're prone to just letting it sit forever. <laughs> okay. Um, but. Yeah, I won't. I don't think really, really need like a hood or ducts or vents or anything like that special. Sure, for for what we're doing, but okay. Yeah, good deal. All right, let's talk about the fucking sex toy. Oh yeah, so I did some digging. Double, double whammy here. If I could find a holiday themed sex toy, it really blew my load in the past when I discussed the baby Jesus butt plug. I really wish I'd saved that gem. <laughs> really built up to it. So I did some digging, and I found that there are a ton of Christmas-themed sex toys. Mm -hmm. I could not find any Hanukkah-themed ones. There is a site called (laughs) koshersextoys.net. They've been like... (laughs) But it's more of just the where to get and what qualifies as a kosher sex toy versus Uh, them actually selling kosher sex toys. Animal. I could find nothing related to Kwanzaa sex toys. Mm -hmm. So we'll just talk about some of the more entertaining... Christmas themed sex toys then. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of candy cane candy cane themed things. There's candy cane Christmas men's underwear. Okay. Could you imagine the candy cane hangs off the front? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. There's many different kinds of candy cane dildos and vibrators. Okay. Glass, candy canes, plastic. Some <laughs> some with fucking like elf faces. A little elf that is a vibrator that looks creepy mm-hmm. as fuck. There's Santa vibrators. John, can't you just use an actual candy cane? Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you could even eat it afterwards. <laughs> 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 so there's this thing called the Christmas Tuggy, and its slogan uh, is... It sounds like a kid's toy or the something. The Christmas sock that warms your cock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially a dick sock. You Looked like, like it was one secret? size fits all. So if you're a small man or an exceptionally large man, I'm not sure. If you're where at you the in laws for the weekend. <laughs> you got to bring your tuggy for some secret jacking. <laughs> There's a jingle bell cock ring, which is a vibrating cock ring that has a little bell at the bottom of it. <laughs> Does it play that? No, it's just like it's literally just a little metal bell that hangs off the bottom of it. So maybe it jingles when you're thrusting. <laughs> slapping against her taint (laughs) there's lots of different christmas themed ass paddles there's like a frosty the santa paddle like Uh, leather paddles look like pretty good quality santa uh, paddles just santa's face paddle i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that says like naughty boy on it yeah there's all kinds of like creams and like love lotions and oils and flavored bullshit for christmas and then i couldn't really figure out what to do with this last one but there's a mistletoe condom which is a condom that comes with a little Wait. piece of mistletoe. Okay, yeah, that could be like any number of things. So you, is it put the condom on and hang the mistletoe over your dick? <laughs> do you? I don't fucking couldn't really figure it out. So anyway, that's. Those is there anything are, that like got into like the reindeer aspect of Christmas? Can you get? I don't like remember a, any glowing red like a reindeer or, hoof <laughs> that you could stick in your ass. You could like fit a, reindeer like fist a deer, in. like a deer leg. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> Rudolph. And it, it's definitely like a deer face. One of the problems is you start you start googling this subject and you just get a lot of different like BuzzFeed and Vice and everybody rehashing the same Top handful six. of things. Yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult to find anything really quality. But I don't know. My favorite was the Christmas sock that warms your cock. <laughs> At least they put some thought into it. So. Uh, yeah. Anybody out there looking? Send point hammer to gift. <laughs> 
Any of the we preferred the baby Jesus butt plug. <laughs> Two of them. Uh-huh. The double the double dildo candy cane. <laughs> the double uh, double ended yeah. dong candy cane. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I don't know. You could so, like use the curved end or you could use the straight yeah. Well if we get the double ended one, we can use it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the logistics, butt to butt, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's ideally shaped um, to do some butt to butt. The jingling, the jingle bell cock ring might come in handy in the hot tub. It will pack up. Mm-hmm. Take the little vibrator component out and just jingle away. Okay, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so Excellent. that's what I got. We've explored. Can you Christmas get a lot of that on days. Amazon? Oh Is yeah, Amazon a good source. Yeah. For in fact, you can click through. Pointhammer.com slash support up and purchase your item <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah. Any one of these awesome things. You got the bridge. I do like that book link. We should come up with a solid list of books that we think everybody should read and put on our site. Mm-hmm. We probably have that on the blog somewhere now that I say that, but I think it's expanded e- since. Yeah, perhaps. But so. yeah, I can give you my top five. I think I'll do the same. Mm-hmm. Some of the Sounds main. Good. I'll get that up there. So, and also, fucking Ting, dude. My Ting bill is only 19 bucks this month. Yeah. Chris, you reached out to me to ask me about their service and what I thought about it. So I gave him a review on that and uh, mm-hmm. must not have went with it because I didn't see a click-through on the site. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was shocked. Usually it's twice that, but I really ain't been using my phone since it's been cold. And the tenants the tenants have been on the DL lately. Mm-hmm. Minus, minus Sunday's 65-gallon water heater tank burst oh, flooding no. the downstairs. And Is that like... The one water heater for twelve fucking families, so no one's got hot water yet, and it's been a few days. Today's Tuesday. I got that's who was just calling me that I have to phone back. It uh, we're looking at between seven and eight grand for a burst wow. massive water wow. heater. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, what do you Could do? Be. I wonder if there is there anyone that's like a bear's neighbor. Bear, there's like a giant house next to bear that's like low income housing. Yeah, apparently. One of the residents recently moved up from some inner city or something is causing trouble. Shenanigans, but <laughs> she's like that. in the middle of the night, purposely just running hot water all the time <sighs> to de- deprive the res- the other residents oh, of man. hot water just to annoy. You know, she has some, you know weird feuds or vendettas. That's insane. Low- yeah, it's like fucking bananas. If you're paying fucking water, you would notice it right away because <laughs> yeah. your bill would spike like mad. But <laughs> you wouldn't be able to track which apartment was yeah. doing it. You just have to. Yeah, I think it might be like split among all of them or something. You know? <laughs> just like I pay for that shit. Of mine, so if somebody really wanted to fuck me, I know it's happened before because I've had some pissed off tenants, but <laughs> at least one that I can definitely think of. <laughs> <laughs> we got a question of the month fuck or no? Humanity. No. Fuck it. No question of the month. If you want to write in with an answer of the month, we'll still accept it. <laughs> do some Jeopardy stuff. Try to come up with the question. Yeah, that'd be fun. What would have been? You ask us a. An answer. You send us an answer, and we will provide the question at pointhammer at gmail.com. <laughs> That'll be a fun project for the holidays. Yeah, okay. It can be related to anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered pretty much everything. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We've been all over the place. All right, I think we're done, man. Yeah, we got to go. So my second outro here is going to be another Christmas song. This is going to be Sloppy Seconds with Lonely Christmas. It's my Suck my balls. I can't stand